Kanecast Episode 22, a review of the performance of our small cap core portfolio in the second quarter of 2015. Welcome to Kanecast, a podcast series by Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management, where we offer timely commentary on the performance of financial markets, the global economy, and our various investment strategies. Hello, I'm John Christensen, co-portfolio manager on the Kane Anderson Rudnick Small Cap Core Portfolio. Today, I will review our portfolio with a general market overview of the second quarter in 2015, discuss the drivers of performance, talk about new names and sales in the portfolio, and conclude with a market outlook. After last quarter's 4% rise in the Russell 2000 index, second quarter of 2015 was somewhat more muted, with the Russell up a slight 0.4%. This was in comparison to the just less than 0.3% return for the S&P 500. In general, growth outperformed core and value investment styles. The sectors that drove the performance in the quarter were healthcare, technology, and financials. On the downside, utilities led the way, with energy and basic materials also exhibiting weakness. So what types of businesses did drive the market? It was a somewhat more mixed quarter in terms of quality biases. While companies that have lower S&P stock rankings and higher PEs outperformed their counterparts on each of those metrics, Stocks with low debt and lower betas also outperformed. We once again believe it merits calling out healthcare in particular as an outlier, since it was a large driver of the index's performance for the quarter. For some perspective, biotechs are now an over 8% weight in the Russell 2000 index, up from 4% in 2012. In Q2, healthcare was up over 5.7% versus 0.4% for the Russell index. Of particular note, six of the top 10 contributors to the Russell 2000 in Q2 were biotech firms. Of those six, every one of them were not profitable. And as you know, we do not invest in businesses that are highly speculative and do not make money. Our small cap core portfolio slightly trailed the Russell 2000 index. Given the issues discussed previously, in particular the biotech headwind we encountered, we believe the performance on this short-term basis is understandable. The highest contributors for the quarter were Market Access, Aspen Technology, and Serona Dental Systems. I'll say a few words about Serona, which is a provider of dental equipment including imaging products, instruments, and CAD CAM systems. The shares have benefited from the increased penetration of its CEREC CAD CAM system into dentist offices that allow them to perform a greater number of procedures such as crowns and implants more efficiently and with greater patient experience. The company's technology differentiation and market share in the dental market provide them long-term, attractive growth prospects. Among the stocks that lagged in the quarter were Shutterstock, Abaxis, and Primerica. Shutterstock operates an online marketplace that allows customers to search and license commercial images from freelance contributors around the world. The shares have been under pressure following Adobe's acquisition of rival Fotolia. Some investors believe that Adobe could leverage its corporate relationships to grow Fotolia at Shutterstock's expense. However, we believe the concerns are overdone as Shutterstock's marketplace continues to see robust growth on both the contributor side as well as image uploads, given their strong network effect. We added three new businesses in the portfolio this quarter, those being Pricemart, Teledyne, and Drillquip. PriceMart owns and operates warehouse clubs in the United States, Latin America, and the Caribbean. 
Its warehouse clubs sell consumer goods and perishable items at low prices to individuals and businesses, as well as offering many ancillary services, including tire and photo centers. PriceMart is a leader in the warehouse club retail sector in the Latin and Central American markets. The company has no direct competitors in those markets, and the markets are not necessarily large enough to support two competing warehouse offerings. The company has been a consistent grower with improving returns on capital and a very healthy balance sheet with low leverage. Teledyne manufactures high-tech products for industrial applications that are typically in industries that are highly regulated, such as aerospace. The company's products are highly engineered and sophisticated that require extensive R&D, which results in having few, if any, competitors. Drillquip designs and makes engineered offshore drilling and production equipment, including subsea wellheads and production trees. The company has a solid reputation for reliability and holds a 40% market share in global subsea wellheads. With the energy sector taking a significant hit over the past year, this is an opportunity for us to invest in a high-quality business trading at a low valuation that we believe has solid long-term prospects. We sold five names in the quarter, those being Ansys, Brown & Brown, Owens & Minor, Rollins, and Blackbot. Ansys was sold mainly due to its large market cap of over $8 billion. We have had the name in the portfolio for over 12 years. Brown & Brown was sold due to our lower confidence in their business model of perpetual M&A being able to grow returns over time. Owens & Minor has been pursuing an M&A strategy towards more commoditized products that we believe is eroding return on capital and their pricing power over the past few years. Rollins was sold after 11 years in the portfolio due to valuation and other more compelling long-term opportunities. Lastly, Blackbaud was sold due to valuation and their prospects for future growth. Let's talk about the market outlook. After several years of observing a low-quality tailwind in equities, we've been experiencing a reversion as the economy continues to have some hurdles to overcome to improve the sluggish nature of this current recovery. We believe a reversion to the mean in returns is underway and appropriate, as interest rates seep back up and the current geopolitical environment creates volatility and an unsettling future for global growth rates. Putting this all together, we believe the market is in the process of adjusting for these factors. So our contention is that over the long term, you want to own high-quality businesses that have a sustainable competitive advantage, can outgrow their markets with low debt and strong free cash flow that trade at discount multiples to the greater market. Our portfolio continues to look favorable versus the benchmark on these types of metrics. Return on equity of 24% versus 10% for the Russell 2000 benchmark. Debt to EBITDA of 0.9 versus 5.1. EPS growth in the last 10 years at almost 12% versus 6% for the index. And our current PE on a trailing 12-month basis is over 11 times discount to the index. This is why we favor our high-quality bias over the long term. That's where we invest. That's our history and our future. Thank you for your time, interest, and continued trust and confidence.
KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management. Kane Anderson Rudnick provides this communication as a matter of general information. The opinions stated herein are those of the speakers and not necessarily the opinions of Kane Anderson Rudnick or its affiliates. Portfolio managers at Kane Anderson Rudnick make investment decisions in accordance with specific client guidelines and restrictions. As a result, client accounts may differ in strategy and composition from the information presented herein. Any facts and statistics quoted are from sources believed to be reliable, but they may be incomplete or condensed, and we do not guarantee their accuracy. This communication is not an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security, and it is not a research report. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions.